Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is home improvements that improve the value of your home. And I'm joined today with Lindsay William, broker in Morgantown, West Virginia from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Touchdown Home Pros Realty. And I'm also joined by Cody Sustakoski, residential loan originator in First United's mortgage area. Hey, Cody. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? Good. How are you? Great. I'm doing very well. Thank you for thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> all right. So, Lindsay, first of all, before we get started, um, this is going to be the first in a three-part series mm-hmm. where we're going to talk a little bit about some different things. Uh, this time of year is uh, a lot of people are thinking about either buying or selling a home. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about some some tips and tricks, some different things that people may be uh, thinking about or maybe that they aren't thinking about that they should be. And uh, so we wanted to have you on. But before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company that you're with. So as you said, I'm the broker and owner of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Touchdown Home Pros Realty. And we are an independently owned and operated entity in North Central West Virginia, located in Morgantown. We take real estate on on a different level or try to where community and the relationships we build is what's primary for us. The means to an end is actually the selling real estate or helping put buyers in their home. But we want to be that forever brand, the forever agency. So First time home buyer to empty nester and all the stages in between. That's what's important to be there, not the type to grab our check and bounce and never talk <laughs> to them again. So definitely team's important to us and um, helping people get situated with their American dream in North Central West Virginia. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much again for joining us. So so as, as I mentioned, what we want to talk today about is home improvements that actually make a difference in the value of your home. And so... So we we can go a couple different ways in this, but why don't we start with things that do add value to your home? So it's really funny when we go in and and talk to sellers who are getting ready to put their home on the market. We want to walk through and let them know what we see buyers are looking for and looking at. And one of the biggest things that we find stand in people's way are the deferred maintenance items that they're just not doing. So the furnace filter isn't being replaced. There's a forest growing in the gutters. Right. Um, General upkeep. Yeah, general upkeep that you should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. All the light bulbs need to be changed and working. And if there is a cabinet in the kitchen that's a little wonky, tighten the hinges. So little things like that actually add great value and cost just a little bit of the homeowner's time. So many people think to get their house on the market, they have to dump a ton of money in. Renovate the kitchen. Right? Like, (laughs) the kitchen has to be redone. The bathroom has to be redone. We need all new fixtures and hardware. If you go change all your hinges and your doorknobs and the, the stop plates, 
you have a ton of money in metal that you just put in your home. Are you going to see that on the reverse? Probably not. So, you know, people get excited to finish their basement. They get excited to upgrade or do changes to their kitchen. They love changing their bath and getting that spa-like retreat. For the love of all that's holy, if you're listening, do that at the beginning when you move in so So you you have the chance to enjoy it. Otherwise, you're putting all of this money, which generally is a taste-specific choice, into a product that you aren't getting to enjoy. Right. And it's... I'm glad you're saying this now as I'm personally finishing my... I literally just changed (laughs) doorknobs yesterday, so... Well, or late, a, a day late, yeah, and a dollar yeah, I short, wish I'd clearly. Been here yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, when we look at a dollar for dollar return, so many people, when we go in, they're like, but we put $7,000 in the kitchen. Right. Well, in what way? You changed the countertops. That's amazing. You painted the cabinets or added a island or you changed the flooring. All of that's wonderful, but it's not a dollar-to-dollar exchange. So we can't say you purchased your house at $100,000 and you put $25,000 in it, and that was five years ago, so we're going to appreciate it this rate. So You mean this isn't one of those home renovation shows you watch on TV? Right. Yeah, it seems right. like every put time they do anything. <laughs> right? right? I mean, this is real life HGTV yeah. doesn't happen around yeah. here. You know, my favorite is when you see the people – who are on those shows and they're like, I am a rock collector (laughs) and I, and my budget is $1 million, (laughs) $1.6 million. And I'm a stay at home mom. Right. Um, baloney, but (laughs) people watch those. I, I Mm -hmm. tend to find that people always ask me, what's your favorite HGTV show? No, I don't. I HGTV on my normal life. I don't really do much DIY watching. Um, myself personally, but when you do watch them, it is a misconception that it's a dollar for dollar exchange. Right. Whereas most of the time, what's going to make the most impact to get your house ready is to make it look like you actually have room in your closets. Mm-hmm. It's a time to, you know, we're headed into the spring market. Do you need that super fuzzy wool sweater right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in West Virginia, so maybe, <laughs> right? <laughs> but not exactly right this moment. So go ahead and pack that up. Yeah. Move it to the side. Make your closet look as big as possible. Go through your kitchen. What are you not using? Take some stuff out of your cabinets. If you have that one junk drawer that always gets stuck because you got so much stuff in it or the cabinet you open that things fall out of, right. it's time to pack some of those things up. That will have a bigger impact on a buyer being attracted to your home, being able to see their things in the home. Right. And that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's perception mm-hmm. uh, of the, the potential buyers. Yeah. I literally just wrote that word down. Yeah. Is the, um, do, are there other things? So a lot, everything you've talked about now is, is sort of perceptive and small enhancements. Mm-hmm. Are there actual improvements? Like it's better to put money into kitchen enhancements versus basement for example or, or are there are there rules of thumb like that so people get super excited about their women lair or their man cave or their whatever the basement is right and they love to have that place to descend down into it's funny you have a house with a bonus room above the garage most men are like it's not the same <laughs> 
you gotta, gotta, gotta do steps. It's just gotta, a different direction <laughs> depending on the uh, whatever. Um, but when you're looking at those basement finishes, the price per square foot to finish a basement is about the same price per square foot it would be to just build the house, right? I mean, mm-hmm. your cost of the build is not much different. Unfortunately, the majority of time you are mostly undergrade, right? Mm-hmm. You're actually underground. You're in the basement. Mm-hmm. And even if you have a walkout basement or a basement with natural light and windows, if any part of you, I had an appraiser tell me one time, if I stand in your basement with a yardstick at my belly button and I pretend like that's a line directly across to the wall, if I turn 360 degrees, if any part of that stick would touch dirt, this doesn't count. Oh, wow. So no bedrooms, no bathrooms. Now, he's not the norm, but you don't know what appraiser you're getting. Right. Um, so when you put $150, you know, $150 a square foot into your basement, you're maybe getting $25 a square foot out on your price. Ouch. Ugh. Okay. So are you happy with that in-home theater that you put down there that has the, the screen and the projector and the cool chairs and the things? Live there and use it. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because get you're your not <laughs> going to get that dollar for dollar out of it. And so many people think that they are. Yeah, this you is know. going to turn into a therapy session for... Cody, basement finisher over here. I keep looking at his face thinking, oh. We're, we're enjoying it. <laughs> All right. Well, so, okay. So we've talked about some things that add value. What about things that do not add value? Maybe those are, uh, we've already talked about some of that to the degree of, you know, your basement. Are there other things that you see homeowners wanting to do that they should probably shy away from? The things that are super trendy, Stay off trend. Okay. Like, do we love great kitchens? Sure. Right now we love great kitchens. Do people, Cody's like, seriously? You want to see the color of the floor I just put down in the kitchen? (laughs) Gray. Gray. Of course it's gray. Mm -hmm. Um, Navy blue. That's a thing right now. Navy blue kitchens or forest green cabinet kitchens, like an actual color. That's great. Right. But do we remember when super stark white kitchens were really popular or natural oak kitchens? Mm -hmm. So those trends tend to come in and out. So when you go super trendy and you put that navy blue cabinet in your kitchen and you put the the gold looking poles and the gold faucet at the kitchen, how long is that going to stay on trend? And Cody just spent how much money yesterday taking all the brass out of his house, right? right. And now we're putting gold back in. Doesn't look much different, friends. So, you know, when you're Way looking, right? <laughs> so when you're looking at the home improvement projects, if you're looking to sell, you want to do something that's going to appeal to the mass, not be Sherwin Williams trend color of the year. Right. Because that changes every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, does does that um, advice stay true regardless of when you plan to sell? Like if you intend to sell in the shorter term than, you know, five, 10 years from now, does that advice I mean, change? You're going to enjoy it. So I'm not saying to always finish things with the idea of selling it, mm-hmm. because truthfully, in five to 10 years, it's going to be outdated enough that you should really do some kitchen renovation again. So we find that a lot with homeowners in 
you know, some of the nicer, bigger subdivisions and they still call it the new subdivision. Well, it was new in 1998. And -hmm. friends, I'm sorry, but that was over 20 years ago now. Right. Mm -hmm. So you haven't redone your kitchen. You got a new refrigerator. That's great. But it's that doesn't count. That doesn't count. (laughs) You know, it's an appliance that we just kind of need. So, you know, using something for five to 10 years is great, but you're still going to have to change the color. One of the cheapest things you can do is paint. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't say to stay away from color. And for anyone who's been in my house, there's nothing that has stood through COVID in my house and not been painted, (laughs) including my dog who walked by the wall and it was wet. (laughs) So I paint and I use color. That's my personality. I like color. I like bright colors. That's not everyone's thing. Mm -hmm. They come into my house and they're like, oh, gosh. So if we say neutralize, neutralize. Right. Wallpaper's back on trend. Who's taking off wallpaper? Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, it's not um, You know, I used to tell my kids, if you like Bud Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear, you better like him when you're 20 because it's never <laughs> coming down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, paint's a pretty inexpensive fix mm-hmm. and change. Right. And having the holes filled from where you've had things hanging and depersonalizing. Mm -hmm. It's not to say make it weird. Mm -hmm. You know, you still live there. So when you're showing the house, you can still have photos and, and things that are attractive to you that you like your treasures. I always say, you know, Oh, I love this treasure you have, or this is a wonderful treasure. Um, You can still have those and display them. Most people can see past. But if we go into a house and it looks like you've taken a bag of Skittles and flicked them in the rooms and been like, yep, this will do here, this will do here, that's not really the best photos and doesn't show your house in the best light. But if you like that thing, if you want orange burst orange, have at it. Right. Just know you might need to neutralize that a little. When the time comes. When the time comes. Yeah. Yeah. And is that um, when... Maybe somebody uh, who's listening who hasn't gone through the sale process at, mm-hmm. at this point. Is that something that a realtor will help them with and the, give the advice to? You, you should probably neutralize <laughs> this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think this is another topic or will come up in another topic too. But working with a realtor, this is the largest monetary transaction you're going to do probably in your life. Mm-hmm. And the hope is until you do it again with the realtor you used, right? So you want to have a relationship with someone where you feel comfortable with them. You feel as though they are actually not just telling you what you want to hear. That doesn't do me any good. I mean, if I go into a house and I'm like, "Mm, that's a color, like that's a choice you made, you know, (laughs) I might love it. But I need to be open and honest with those people and say, this really, you should probably consider neutralizing this with the color of your trim. You probably want to go warm or cool. You can go to Sherwin-Williams or you can go to Lowe's. You can go to Bear, wherever you want to go. Benjamin Moore, doesn't matter. Go somewhere and say, I need a cool tone this right, or a warm tone this. No one wants to paint their trim indoors. Let's be honest, right? (laughs) So... I need to tell people up front, and my team is trained to do this as well, how I say, we're not here to make friends. We're here to make lasting relationships. And if we don't tell you what we know has to be done to 
adequately sell your house, not doing the job. we're not doing our job. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to make people mad at us along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do us any good. So um, let's shift gears just a little bit. Cody, um, talk talk to us a little bit about from the financing end of things. Um, where does the bankers step in uh, in this in, in this uh, scenario of, you know, improving the value of your home? What's that look like? Oh, sure. I mean, it's it's not, um, you know, not uncommon, obviously, that someone wants to do improvements, but maybe doesn't have the the liquid cash to do so. Um, and obviously, you know, pulling pulling from a retirement account to improve your home is most likely not advisable. Um, so, you know, there there are options as far as pulling uh, from the equity of the home, be it through, you know, right now we're doing a, a lot of cash out refinances where, you know, somebody's maybe in a higher interest rate and but they have the equity. So when we go to refinance their home, it's kind of a uh, a double whammy where, hey, not only are we going to lower your interest rate, but we can give you the cash out to do this kind of thing. Um, and then there's offered op- options such as like a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan. Um, there's a lot of different options out there and available. And obviously, you know, you're you're taking that money and investing it back into that asset. So it's certainly a good a good opportunity to explore. Absolutely. Can, can I have a like unsolicited? comment there of course cody just said you're taking that asset or that money and reinvesting it back into that asset so when you sell it you should get that money back right we find sellers often are taking that equity line of credit or they're taking um the cash out refi to get them out of a backward situation they found themselves in Mm -hmm. We can't fix that as realtors. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if you don't take that money out and put it back into your asset, into your investment, if you're using it to pay off a credit card or using it to take a trip to Bora Bora, that's great. We hope you had fun. But generally, the market's not going to allow us to recap that equity and people get really mad about it. Mm -hmm. And generally, when you're taking those loans out, you're utilizing that home as the collateral for that adventure. And it's amazing how many people don't have super amazing lenders helping them like Cody. Like you, you can't sell your house and not pay off the line of credit. Right. Surprise. Right. <laughs> you know, um, you got to pay that out. And, and a lot of times our sellers are like, we didn't know that. Or we get close to closing and they realize that the, they thought they were going to have in proceeds. They don't because they had to pay a $20,000 debt that was tied to that. Right. So we don't find that out till real close to the end. Yeah. And, and, you know, fortunately there are limitations on how much we can lend, you know, I I call it lendable equity Mm -hmm. in a home where we're never going to, well, I'm not going to say never because there are, there were times and there there probably are places that will go up to 100 percent of the value of your home. Uh, but generally, you know, especially doing cash out, we leave a <clears throat> significant pillow there to prevent you from you know, really uh, backing yourself into a situation. And, and it is important to have the conversation. You know, what are your goals? Because um, I'm not going to say it doesn't always make sense to roll in credit card debt, mm-hmm. but I'm always going to make you think about do you really want to take that credit card debt and pay it over the next 30 years? Right. No. So you need to accelerate your payment to, yeah. And again, again, it's just every situation's different, right? And everybody's mm-hmm. got their own goals and to each their own. 
Um, and it's just important that we we look at the short term and the long term anytime we're doing something like this right. um, and making sure that you have experts mm-hmm. involved to tell you how to properly reinvest that money um, and what to do. And that that actually brings me to a question for you, Lindsay. Um, are you aware of any resources that anybody can utilize to to really kind of check and see what um, what they can do or, or, or where to invest their money in their home if they're doing improvements? For sure. There are, I mean, Google's everyone's friend, right? Well, sure. So <laughs> Google knows everything. What does Google not know? Um, if you search, there is a company called Pillar to Post, and they look at national averages. And what they do is they say nationally, if you did a mid-range upgrade on a kitchen, you can expect a 45 or 65% return on that investment. Mm. So it's looking at those national averages to point you in the direction of where your money is going to be best served. And they come out with that report every single year. They update the numbers. And it's, it's really something that not everyone knows about. And it's a shame. It's the public thing that's just sitting out there in the mm-hmm. internet waiting to be found, right? But looking at that to say do I think this is a mid-grade or a low-grade kitchen remodel I want to do? And it tells you this is what's involved in that. Like low-grade, you're just changing your countertops or whatever that may be. To look at that and to say, okay, nationally, people who did this kind of remodel or change last year saw this much return. And a lot of times it can it's a light bulb moment of, "Mm, maybe I don't need that theater room. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. um, definitely there's those resources out there. Great. For Love, sure. it. Love it. And and going back to one of the points um, that Cody, I think you mentioned that I, I think this episode has illustrated is the advantage of talking to experts that you have at your disposal. So when working with a realtor and your banker together, you can kind of get uh, a good result or a better result overall. And so that you better understand your options um, how to deal with your your particular and unique situation, and it's something we advocate here at First United, and and something that I know that that together you two obviously work together really well with mm-hmm. um, with many of our clients. So um, appreciate having you both on, um, Lindsay. If uh, someone is listening and they want to learn more, want to 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 maybe they're looking to sell and they want to have your advice on which rooms to neutralize that they've skittled. <laughs> Um, I like that idea of the, the Skittle the coloring. Mm-hmm. I bought a house like that one. Did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the best way they can get the support they need? I would love for anyone to reach out to myself, anyone on my team. We are super visible on Facebook at bhhstdhomepros.com. Dot com. Seriously? <laughs> Just not dot com. It's Facebook. Or bhhstouchdownhp.com. Um, easy to reach either way. Phone numbers 304-322-4101. Always will get a voice. We'll never get voicemail. And doesn't matter what hour. I say that my team sometimes is like, yo, it's 11. (laughs) (laughs) Call you back in the morning. But you'll always get a warm, friendly voice no matter what. Awesome. Thank you again, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Cody, for you again, thanks for joining us uh, for this first of three part series. Um, If uh, if anyone has any mortgage needs and wants to reach out, what's the best way they can get the support they need? 
best way, I mean, obviously you can reach out to me directly, but all of the the lenders at First United have our contact information listed on our website, um, which is mybank.com. Um, and you can click through and, and find a either a local office, depending on what you're looking for, or obviously all of the, uh, the mortgage loan originators are also listed on there with all of our direct contact information. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. Member FDIC. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.